Let's take some shots. JK, we're sober. I'm Julie. And I'm Kimberly. And we have some conflicting personalities going on right now. <laughs> um, I'm like super depressed. And uh, what are you, Kimberly? <laughs> I'm like super manic. So we figured it would be a great time to talk about mental illness and how it has affected our sobriety, how we deal with it today. And, you know, I guess, I don't know. I guess we should just like dive right in. I guess I'll share what I've been going through if that's cool. Um, I hear like you're shaking. I can't with you. <laughs> anyway, um, so I have been dealing with some some psych stuff going on. I recently got off all my medication. I wanted to see like my baseline of like functional status, mental status, I guess you could say. Um, you know, because like when you're always drinking or always using drugs, your feelings are never actually real. So you don't really know what you're feeling or how you're feeling. Um, you know, so I tapered down off all my medication with my psychiatrist after being sober for a little over a year. And, um, I've been off since, I don't know, like January, first week of January of 2020. Fun. Um, it's not been so fun. Um, and my psychiatrist has diagnosed me with major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. I've always known that I've been depressed. I've always known I've been anxious. But, you know, and I've always been on and off medication and out of therapy since I was in like middle school. So, you know, now that I finally had like a clear cut diagnosis or diagnoses, I guess, um, being sober and having no medication, like totally nothing to interfere with my mood or anything except for life and my own brain, you know, I was able to decide that I wanted to start medication again. And um, yeah, so that's something that I have been dealing with. It has been really difficult. Um, I've wanted to like close my eyes while I'm driving every day on my way to work. But I don't because I don't want to die. I just don't feel like I feel like living is very inconvenient right now for how I'm feeling. Um, and, but you know, I have joined the no matter what club that I do not drink and I do not drug no matter what. And that I has, like that. yeah, it's been, it's been hard though. Like it's been, I definitely, I don't, it, it's just not an option for me anymore. You know, like drinking or drugging, it's just not, it's not even like in the deck of cards I look at when I'm trying to figure out my options. Cause it's just not an option. Um, but you know, it's been, it's been hard and, um, but I'm adjusting or trying to, and keeping my head above water and, um, shout out to my bestie gal, Kimberly over here for constantly checking in on me and making sure that I'm okay. And, um, you know, I'm not really okay, but you, remind me that it's okay not to be okay. And, uh, you know, so working on it, working on it. But mental illness is very prevalent in my life always and right now. So uh, 
when I walked in today, Kimberly's like jumping all over the place. And I'm like, I literally can't right now. Like, I feel like crawling into bed and going to sleep. Let's talk about mental health. That's like a great idea. She walked in and I'm like, hey. Hi. <laughs> like the total opposites right now, but that's okay. You got me smiling. So appreciate you. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're smiling now. Um, I was texting Julie earlier today and I was like, I think I'm manic. And she was asking me why. And she was like, I don't know. I was told that I'm ignoring my grandfather's death, not to bring that into another episode of the podcast, but, um, I don't talk about it in my therapy sessions. I don't know if I should say I'm consenting to HIPAA right now by talking about this. I don't know if it matters. Doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> I had to look, I had to look at someone who worked in a hospital just now. So. <laughs> um, so I was told that I was ignoring it and it's weird because when it happened, I was, you know, very sad. I cried, didn't want to get out of bed. And now I'm like, I want to do all the things. Um, I just asked, <laughs> I, just, I just asked my sponsor, I'm like, Hey, does this place still do midnight meetings? She's like, if you go there, you're not going to go to this place in the morning. And I was like, um, I'm like, why do you want to go? She's like, I want to do all the things. I'm like, what are you saying right now? I know. Like, I just want to do this. I told her I wanted to make a pot of coffee and it's kind of late right now at the time that we're recording this podcast. So it's not appropriate to have a pot of coffee, but like I'm craving it because like an addict, I crave things. And ever since I got sober, one thing that I do crave is I wish it was like chocolate and that type of caffeine, but I crave Red Bull and coffee 24 seven. And I had a 20 ounce coffee and I had a Red Bull today, which is probably why I feel a little manic right now. I'm bouncing probably, off the walls. Probably. And I'm sitting here like, I want another pot of coffee. But um, I don't feel like I'm ignoring his death. I just feel like <sighs> I'm not shoving it down. No, that's what you would be doing if you were drinking and drugging. Right. And I'm not drinking and drugging I'm in the same club as you which is the no matter what club I just um you know I'm not gonna sit here and say I accept it because you know it was a very important person it wasn't like a distant relative right but um I don't know when I was told that on Friday night I was like really well I think that may also be why you are thinking or, you know, not like thinking you're manic, so you're acting manic. I'm just saying like maybe you're thinking you're really busy and doing too much, which is making you feel this way, but maybe you're doing all these things because you don't necessarily like want to talk about it all the time, or maybe because someone said that you're not acknowledging it. When you think, I think that you've done like a pretty decent job at acknowledging it. Like, you know, we've talked about it a bunch of times. Um, you know, maybe instead you're thinking like, oh, well, since I'm not actively talking about it with my therapist, that must mean I'm manic. That must mean that I'm doing this to stop it. You know, mm -hmm. does that make any sense? No, that makes sense. Because I've never been manic. So, I mean, my therapist sometimes thinks that I'm manic, but I, I don't really know. Well, 
since you disclosed what you were diagnosed with, I was diagnosed with bipolar depression um, a couple years ago because I'll go into these depressive states where I, it's like you look at me and you don't know what you're looking at. Like I'm staring off into space. Um, that was when my drug use really increased because I needed stimulants in order to function um, so I try now that I'm sober, I tried to be more aware of like my emotions and my mm -hmm. actions. And I, that's why I said today, I'm like, I think I'm a little manic because I worked seven days last week and I'm working three jobs. Like you have a lot going on. I had three jobs and quit the third job because it was too much. Why <laughs> did I go and get another third job? Like yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm working a lot, you know, I'm stressed out financially. So I just feel like, bleh, like, nah, like, yeah, I'm all like a over lot the of place. stuff happening. And you know, you might be manic and that's okay if you're manic, but it's better that you're like saying those words. Do you know what I mean? And you're recognizing how you're feeling and you're recognizing and you're talking about it with whoever it is that you're talking about it with, you know, like I feel a little manic today. Okay, good. That's great that you said that rather than not saying it, not even recognizing that that's how you're feeling and just like trying to do 5,000 things at once or, you know what I mean, or acting out however you typically act out when you are manic, you know, like that's yeah. something. So the fact that you're able to recognize how you're feeling is you're already like a few steps ahead of how the old Kimberly would have been when you would have gotten manic, you know? Yeah. And, you know, again, shout out to Julie for talking to me about this this afternoon um, through text today while I was at work. Um, she said a lot of things that I needed to hear. Um, and I really appreciated it. And I just appreciate you as a friend. And... I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, I think we do a lot of hard work on ourselves. So yeah. I think it's also, it's really difficult. You know, we talked about this a little in the last episode, like imposter syndrome, but I don't know if it's necessarily that, but it's more like, it's more like so frustrating to work so hard at being sober and to work so hard at living a life that we're both proud of. And then to still have this fucking mental illness bullshit come in and try to knock us down. And you know, that sucks. Like that really sucks. And that really, that pisses me off because I know that, you know, I was telling you yesterday that it's been this past week for me to get up and get out of bed. I've had to set my alarm an hour earlier than I normally do because it's taken me over an hour to muster up the strength to get out of bed. And I skipped a shower here, skipped because I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom standing for the amount of time it would take to shower. Like little things. I haven't been meal prepping. I haven't been journaling my food. I haven't been doing this. I haven't been doing that. My laundry, my room is like a disaster because I just have no desire to clean it up. And, you know, like it just sucks because it's like I, I try, I want to be happy and I want to 
live a nice sober life. And I am living a sober life just because I'm sober. doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, but like, it just stinks, you know, when you feel like you're on the right track and then all of a sudden depression comes and it's like, <laughs> you wait on a second there, girlfriend. You think that you're smooth sailing? No, you ain't. Take a seat. Take a seat. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, and now I have to do this whole medication bullshit again. And it's like annoying. And like, I think that I used to get really mad that I needed medication at baseline to be happy. Like, why do other people get to wake up and like have like a normal brain functioning? Like, what does that mean? I don't know. Do you guys want to come on the podcast and talk about it? Like, someone tell <laughs> us, like, what does it mean to be normal? Because I don't know. Kimberly doesn't know. You know? So it's like, I just don't. And I used to be pissed off about it. But now I'm kind of like, now that I had my sober, non-medicated period for a little bit, you know, it's like, this is the first time I'm expressing it to you or to anyone that I'm finding a little gratitude in the fact that, you know... I'm still trying. Like I haven't thrown in the towel. Yes, is it taking me a little longer to get up in the morning? Yeah, but I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going to work and have I had to stay like almost an hour late every day because I just can't get my work done on time? Yeah, but I'm staying and I'm getting my work done. And am I going to my meetings? Yes. Am I calling my sponsor? Yes. Am I praying? Fucking 500 times a day. You know, like, so it's like I'm... I'm trying and I'm doing what I can. So it's like, you know, I might not be able to wake up and like be miss happy, go lucky, joyous and free freaking ball of sunshine. But you know, I'm, I'm getting up and I have gratitude that I'm able to get up. And I know for a fact, like bringing it to some spiritual level right now, like I can't do this on my own. So like, I know that my higher power is helping me get up every single morning and is helping me get through my day. Because I have the thoughts that I have, the intrusive thoughts that come in that are like, eh, just be off the road. Yeah, fucking needs to live. You know, like all these little things that come into my brain. It's not take a drink. It's not take a drug. It's go die. Like you should die. And like, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to die, you know? No. So it's like my, my higher power is definitely have my back during, during this. Yes. Higher power is totally real. You know, I was definitely someone who used to shit on that. Same. Um, but I definitely feel that my higher power is with me um, at certain times. I know all the time, but at certain times, it's like you feel it more. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about, like, setting little goals? Like, you just said, like, your room's messy. Mm -hmm. What if you clean half your room tomorrow? And that's, yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to do little things because like, I don't know about you, but when I, I'm like an all or nothing kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like if I say that I'm going to study and I have on my study guide, two and a half hours carved out to study today. And I only study for a half hour. I'm like, oh, well, there we go. I'm fucked. I failed. I, I suck. I suck. I suck. Or like if I have ice cream or like something, not ice cream, but anything bad to eat at like noon. I'm like, ah, well, there you go. Diet's done for the whole day. Might as well eat like shit all day. Like I don't have it in my brain that I can like turn it around a lot mm -hmm. of the time or I don't have it in my brain 
I'm like trying to build that, that like a little bit counts like a little bit. So like today, my big task was I brought all my laundry to my parents' house. I did two loads of laundry, my bed sheets and my comforter. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make my bed, put all my clean sheets on and my comforter. And that's Accomplishment what I'm, right there. Yes. That's what I'm going to do today is I'm going to make my bed. And then tomorrow I'm going to try to put away my clothes, you know, and like little things like, and that's going to help me. Like you said, little goals. Because if I try to do everything at once, like go home and clean my room at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to want to like jump out my window. So I'm not, and I'm, if I don't do it, I'm going to feel like a failure and that I should jump out my window. So it's, <laughs> you know, so, so yes, I do feel long in the short. <laughs> I do feel that little goals are helpful in setting. Um, what do you do or how do you think that um, when you notice your mental illness or getting like either manic or depressed or feeling some type of way has um like what do you do now that's different well to be completely honest the first thing i do is talk to my doctor yes because i have since i was 16 i have gone on trial and error with antidepressants and mood stabilizers where either they made me much much worse or really manic or you know something crazy and now at almost 29 years old I'm finally on the right regimen um I don't want to change my medication at this point even though like I've been feeling manic these last few days because I do think I'm going through the you know stages of death grief yes. so yeah <laughs> grief. whatever <laughs> and um so you know, I'm going through those stages, so I don't feel like it's a medication change that needs to happen, but I think I could make changes. Like, I asked if I could go to a midnight meeting. No, Kimberly, you're not going to go to the midnight meeting. You're going to go to bed at a decent hour because you're not going to make a pot of coffee, and you're going to get up in the morning, and you're going to go to your 8 a.m. meeting. There you go. Because that makes more sense. See, but you're able to, like, talk that out. Like, that's wild. That's crazy that you could do that, that you can sit and you can rationalize with yourself and be like, all right, I shouldn't do this. I should do this, but this is what I'm going to do. You know, like that's growth. It is growth. And then I find myself like, I don't hate myself, but I'll, but sometimes I'll sit there and I'll laugh. And I'm like, I hate myself so much. Like, why am I like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you look in the mirror and you just do like finger guns. Like, why are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> I also, like you said, the medication, I think that that is a great quick topic to cover. Cause I said, I was on new meds, you were on, on meds and, you know, sobriety and medication is okay. It's definitely okay. So there's gonna be a lot of people out there that tell you that, and this is mine and Kimberly's opinion. This is no one else's opinion, but you know, our opinions are always right because we're always right because we're perfect. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so, but can you say that? <laughs> I don't think so. So really though, like, a lot of people, if you go to like a 12 step program or depending on who you surround yourself with, will be like, oh, you can't even take Tylenol. Like you're sober. Sober means nothing in your body. And then we were listening to a meeting before um, and someone was California sober. So someone smoked pot and drank, you know, like that might not be okay. If that's not, that's not my journey. That's not okay for me. But as far as taking care of my mental health, 
being on a prescribed medication that will help me not kill myself is okay. And I think that anyone that needs to be on a medication for your mental health, supervised by a doctor and taken appropriately, I think that that's okay. And I think that's something that needs to be said because a lot of people will not go on meds because they're afraid, but like, I'd rather be medicated and alive than not medicated and trying to hurt myself. Exactly. I like, I don't talk about it often, but three years ago, I had a suicide attempt. So I don't want to do that, but I was barely on, I think I was, I don't think I was on anything. Yeah. I don't think I was on anything. And that's what prompted me to see who I see now. And, um, like I was legitimately scared of myself. Like I would wake up every day, like, Oh, is today the day? Am I going to do it? I don't know. I'm waiting. And I couldn't snap out of it. Like my poor father was begging me to check into the hospital and I was like, no, I'm fine. I just want to die. And, um, now that I'm on the right medications and like, I know what it's like to not feel suicidal and feel scared of myself. Like, I mean, I had two different ways I wanted to do it. I just didn't know what I liked more. That's the sick part. Mm -hmm. Like, did I want someone to find me or did I want to go missing? And I don't think anyone should ever feel that way. And I don't think someone who is sober should take away the option of taking medication if they suffer from severe depression and anxiety or any mental illness or, or, or any mental illness. Yeah. Like, don't deprive yourself of something that can help you if you truly can't help it. And I, that's what I said. Like before I used to be so mad that other people can wake up and not need medication. Well, you know, that's at this point, it's like too fucking bad. I need to wake up and I need medication. And if that's, what's going to keep me alive and well, and going down the right path to better my life, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it also, and I don't know how you feel about this. Um, but I've always tried to explain it this way to my family, mm -hmm. depression and anxiety. Like it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. That's why there are people that don't experience what we experience. Yeah. Because not everyone has that imbalance. Sometimes it's due to a situation, due to trauma. Mm -hmm. But then there are people who had a beautiful upbringing, live comfortably, but nothing makes them happy. And that could be because they're suffering from a chemical imbalance that they can't help. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people's pride gets in the way of mm -hmm. wanting to take medication or go to therapy or seek seek help outside of your 12-step program or not go to a 12-step program. You know, like there's so like our egos and our pride, like always come in the way and always try to like, you know, like, oh, don't do that. You're better. Yeah, you don't need that shit. Like I am no longer afraid to ask for help. I am no longer afraid to be like, I cannot do this on my own. 
I need a, if me personally, I need a 12 step program. I need my higher power. I need a therapist that has nothing to do with AA. I need a psychiatrist for my medication. I need acupuncture every week and I need my family. I need my friends. I need my support group. Like shit, I'm pretty fucking needy, but I need all those things and I need them every day. Well, not every day, but like most of them, give or take, all of them happen almost every day. So it's like, you know, that's the stuff that I need to do in order to be okay. And shit, pretty proud of myself. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too. You do a lot to help yourself. You really do. We both do. Yeah. We, we both work our asses off to do what we do. And you know, if we didn't do the work that we did, we wouldn't be sitting here right now recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thankful that we utilize the tools that were given to us. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times people aren't, they're not surrounded by so much opportunity or they don't know it's available. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had issues with my psychiatrist, like all last year, like I got left without medication. I got a new psychiatrist who told me he didn't have time to go back and forth with me about my problems. Like it was just like such bullshit. And like, yeah, it was crazy. So I finally got a new one and everything was fine. But it's like, you know, I can see how people slip through the cracks and I can see how people give up so easy when it comes to like taking care of their mental health. They don't want to go through the medication challenges. They don't want to go to therapy until they they don't want to find three new therapists or five or 10 before they find someone they like, you know, like I get it. Like it's hard. And I think that, um, you know, both of us definitely, definitely go through it. But I think that we, at least lately have been trying to put our best foot forward and have trying to, um, you know, just doing the best that we can with what we got. And that's all we can really do. Agreed. And we're going to keep on doing it because life is beautiful And sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that because not everyone gets to have it. Yeah. And, um, you know, for anyone that's listening who might have thoughts of hurting themselves or hurting someone else or anything that you might not think is okay, uh, just reach out to us in our DMs. We've had a few people, you know, reach out and say that they came across our page and are in a pinch and want to talk and we're here. Um, and obviously hit subscribe and listen to us. But, you know, really, serious note, mental illness sucks, but it's manageable. We can take care of it and you don't have to do it by yourself, um, especially mental illness and addiction and alcoholism. All that together is just <laughs> shit out of luck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're good because we're good. We're getting there. So, uh, yeah, keep um, keep on moving on and make sure you hit subscribe and at JK we're sober and um, which is our Instagram by the way yes at JK we're sober yes and uh, I think that's it for today and um, thank you guys for listening we appreciate you I love you and good night stay strong and stay sober